Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. We're back and ready with new episodes, ladies and gentlemen. I know we have been on a hiatus, as you would say. It's been a couple months since I released a new episode. Uh, Life has gotten in the way, but nonetheless, we're on track to some great episodes. But before I get to who I speak to on this episode, I want to remind you uh, that you can follow this podcast on any platform out there that provides podcasts. Uh, But if you are a Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or uh, a Stitcher subscriber, and you see the little option to comment and rate uh, episodes and this podcast, I would be forever grateful if you did so. And even if you hate this podcast, uh, do the same. Uh, Favorable and, you know, you know, life hands you lemons and you podcast. Wait, what? No, but really, uh, please rate this podcast. It helps this podcast be found throughout any platform on the internet. And again, I appreciate all of the support of those that are new to finding this podcast, to those that have been listening and subscribed for quite some time. Um, The same goes for all of you that have also found this on Spotify. I appreciate you checking it out on Spotify these days. Like I said, there's many options for you to find this podcast. So please uh, rate and subscribe, and uh, I thank you. Um, Currently, I am working on a new website design for Trending Topics with BBPodcast.com. So if you've gone there and you're confused... No worries, I am getting a more professional website built via Squarespace. Uh, They are not a sponsor yet, but you never know. Um, So thank you for your patience on that. And as you might be aware, uh, you can go on to Facebook and uh, like the page Trending Topics with BB. Uh, You can find this podcast on Instagram and Twitter at TT with BB and any of the following, as uh, you could basically just Google Trending Topics with BB and find all of the information I had just explained. Well, uh, let me get to uh, who I speak to on this episode of Trending Topics with BB. I speak to a friend of mine who I've met through the trans music community, which seems to be a trend of mine. But uh, despite meeting through one avenue, as you will hear on this episode, we tackle not only trance, but we talk about other genres of music. We talk a little bit about sports. Uh, we didn't quite get into uh, really more of the backstory of who Vince really is, which is really what I wanted to talk about. But nonetheless, it was a fun chat that flew by. And um, needless to say, he will be returning to a future ep- episode of this podcast. Excuse me. So, without further ado, I give you my awesome conversation and chat uh, with Vince Schuld. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash Trending Topics with BB. This episode of Trending Topics with BB is brought to you by Vibration. Vibration designs, hydration packs, fanny packs, and related accessories sure to make your musical festival and event experience the best. Their designer packs combine a backpack with a hydration system that will keep you hydrated and keep your stuff safe. Shop at vibration.com for your next pack and make sure to use the promo code BB Media Industries to save 10% on your order. Remember, Life's a party. Stay hydrated. Um, what kind of, who, who is, who are you liking in comedy right now? Oh, God. Well, ironically, next week is the All Things Comedy Fest in Phoenix. Hmm. Second annual. You know what the All Things Comedy... No. All Things Comedy, um, I don't know if they're really a company, but they're a collective of comedians, and they all kind of own their content. And it's, it was founded by Bill Burr, Al Madrigal. Is Burr going to be there? Yes. Oh, really? He's coming next I week. Love, I love Bill Burr. He's going to actually... And they So what they do is that they all kind of have podcasts and sideshows, and then they all do stand-up. 
Last year they all came and it was the first one. They had a bunch of cool stuff, cool shows. Yeah. Oh, sweet. And wow. You were live? You didn't even tell me. You, I know. You didn't even you tell me did. we were going live. Wow, that was a soft That was a soft start right there. Yeah. So anyway, so they last year, like, I don't know. Do you know who Doug Benson is? Benson? Doug Benson? Doug Benson? He, no. Doug loves movies, getting getting high with Doug. No, I don't know who that is. Anyway, he he's a comedian, but he he has these really his two podcasts are really popular is Doug Loves Movies and hmm. Getting High with, or Getting Doug with High um, because he just they sit around and smoke pot and shoot the fat and record it um, and then Doug Loves Movies he's like a movie buff he loves movies and it's become like a big podcast and he has comedians come on as guests and they play games and it's fun um, so last year he did his show, so I went to Douglas Movies there. He's actually coming two weeks from now, just, but not for this fest. But then, anyway, so this this All Things Comedy tour, or not tour, but group had started. Um, and it was Al Magical, Bill Burr, and I'm trying to think of somebody else. But anyway, Burt Kreischer's under that. Um, yeah, I like Burt Kreischer. I think Segura. Tom Segura. Yeah. That whole crew that's like Joe Rogan's yeah, posse. Yeah, all his dudes. Um, they're kind of involved. They have shows and stuff. Is uh, Duncan Trussell going to be there? Do you know Duncan Trussell? Yeah, but he's not. I'm trying to think of Oh, him. I love him. I've listened to his podcast pretty religiously, too. And he gets really... Um, he's really spiritual at the same time, but he's, he's super funny. He sounds like a middle-aged lesbian. Like, his voice <laughs> sounds like an ass. And he, but he's so fucking cool and such a sweetheart. I love his show when he has the... You know, like a lot of the stuff he gets into is uh, people would be like, oh, that's a little bit woo-woo. But I like it because it just makes you feel like anything could happen. Like with Joe Rogan, it's like a lot of science stuff, a lot of, you know, even though he does talk about doing psychedelics and... and He's just random. That's so, why yeah, so popular. Yeah, right. Yeah, he had, you know, and, and he is... A, I, I like him. I, I feel like he's a friend. I feel like all those guys... You, do you feel like this too when you listen to a podcast? A lot of these guys, I feel like I've never met them before, but they're kind of your friend in a way. Like you know, there's that's so why, much I about think, them. That's why the podcasting medium is so powerful, and why it's gotten so popular, and why everybody has one. Because with social media and the internet, I feel like we as humans feel like we're disconnected, even though we're connected all the time. And then when you listen to a podcast, you just take that time to yourself, and you can do it in any. It's different than just sitting down to watch a video or a movie or whatever. Podcasting, you put on your headphones, you can work out, you can work at work, you can be on your commute, whatever it is. And you do feel like yeah. we know them. Yeah. Especially if you listen to a lot of them. Yeah. Like you, you start to, it starts to be like inside jokes and it's like, it, it's like a community. And then I think that's why it's gotten so popular. Yeah, it's that, great. That's, that's kind of... Why I like it, like I listen to probably more than, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I think it's why I enjoy podcasting more than I, some of just. Because it's a long form conversation and you can yeah. actually, you know, like, the, you know what shows are the worst? Those shows on like Fox or, or CNN where it's like they have a bunch, the talking heads, talking yeah. heads kind of things where yeah. like there'll be six people and it's like the situation room. What do you think about Libya? You have five seconds. Go. Like whoa, 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 I don't know. Well, he doesn't know, folks. Did you hear that? He doesn't know. It's like fuck. I I didn't well, yeah. even well, get the, a chance to say anything. Along those lines, another reason why. Well, ESPN and in sports channels have turned into that too. It's uh, just they, it's about sports and shit. Brutal. And it's like there was a time in my life where people many moons ago would have thought that like I would have been a sports broadcaster. The sports would have gone the sports route. You kind of good. Like sport, you could. I could see you doing like doing colored commentary. That's what I, color, I grew up. Color, color, not color. Yeah, I know what you meant. <laughs> but and I was really into sports at a one point in my life. But then it, I think about the time I started, I was graduating college, and music became more. Well, college music saved my life. So I, I really, I started. That's where the turning point was. But. I don't know if it's also my age, the whole like when you're really into something and then like because people retire or it just, you know, that whole transition happened too, where like people I grew up with loving are now retired coaching or dead, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. when I was a kid, I wouldn't have never thought that, but like that whole transition has happened. 
it made it, I don't know, it's weird. So sports are not, I'm not as passionate as sports as I used to. Like music is just my life now, but it's just in other things. But it's funny because there was a time when I was like, oh yeah, sports. Wow. But then now I just get annoyed. Yeah. With with the talking heads of sports, like I can't watch ESPN. I have for years. I just can't listen to certain, even sports commentators of games. Like I can't stand Joe Buck. I can't stand Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> I can't stand Collinsworth. I want to like, like, and I don't understand why they still have jobs. Like they have those, they have those very. Um cookie cutter kind of voices that are like they don't say anything really offensive they no, don't but they, you know but, they but they, they're very good at walking the fine line like if the team's winning they'll be like oh and they'll be like oh this team blah 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 and then the minute the game shifts it's like oh this team very oh, much you watch don't you hate it yeah and, then, and i'm just like okay i understand that you're trying to be neutral but that's not the way to it's go off. about being it's hard neutral. to listen to it's it's when they do I, I used to be a big baseball. I still love baseball, but I was a big White Sox fan. Going up from Chicago, huge White Sox fan. And Hawk Harrelson is—I don't know if you know Ken Harrelson, but he's—he got so many—he got in trouble so many times for just yelling at the umpires, yelling down at the, on the field. You know, just you gotta be bleeping me. And he got fined and yelling, just 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 calling everybody out. And just he said that strong. Texas personality, but he was just yelling at people, and it was he was fun to watch. And he was, yeah, he was a homer. Okay, fine, but he was he wasn't like some just generic cookie cutter corporate guy, you know. And that's hard to find now. Where are you gonna find that? Somebody with personality? Forget about it. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I know. And that was the thing. Is like anyway. So that's kind of why I've transitioned from sports because it's like. It's just as to me sometimes it's gotten just as political as politics and and, and, and to an extent because it's like oh and, and the other thing is it's like it's not fun to be a fan with other fans anymore because there's more I feel like people have gotten so hardcore with the team that they're like you're getting jaded bro you're getting jaded <laughs> but at the same time like the I think it's because I went to U of A and like now I live in Phoenix and like you mentioned you go to U of A, all the ASU people are like just hate. And I'm like, I'm 30. I don't give a fuck about the rivalry anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. But people love that shit. You and, know? And the, like and back in the day, the rivalry, yeah, it was brutal and blah, blah, blah. And always I'll be go U of A over ASU. But at the same time, it's fucking college. Like I don't fucking care. Like <laughs> there's bigger fish yeah. to fry than whether or not my team sucks because. I'm sorry. Like, it's not important at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's kind of like a hypocritical thing to say because I understand what it, what it's like to need an escape, like escape from something. Or I think it. You know what? The more I think about it, though, to to kind of push back on that a little bit, I think it actually because I was super into sports growing up. I mean, I mean, yeah. really, baseball was my life. I played it in the Marine Corps. I played it. I played it. Through high school, I played traveling baseball, and I, I played like Marine Corps team, and I was like, I was like, this is fucking great, I love it, and and but then you start thinking, if you start just thinking about life and how far away we are from everything, the size of the universe, and how minuscule everything feels, and then you're like, well, what the fuck does baseball matter? But baseball does matter because sports do matter because anything when you can get enjoyment out of something in life. You're here for a certain amount of time. Whatever you believe, I mean, it, we're here, and you know, just to take you, it takes you away from the bickering and like the left and right of politics and all that stuff. And people are at each other's throats. Yeah, but I still see that kind of shit happen in sports, though. Like, I mean, I guess it's also because if you watch ESPN, you see it. But otherwise, on the field, not maybe maybe with the football thing with you know Kaepernick a little bit. But even that wasn't wasn't really political. That was just him using his. His stand, his uh, position, you know. Yeah. I think I, on ESPN, yes, it you will see that stuff. But I think for the most part, the players like this is, it's a game, you know. We're gonna do this, right? But at the end of the day, I've I've got into some heated sports debates to the point where it's like halfway through it, and it's really heated. And you, what were you, you arguing about? Exactly. That's my <laughs> point. It's like. Why did we just waste 20 minutes arguing about a stupid statistic when at the end of the day, 
neither you or I can control whatever the fuck that, you know, stat it was. Like, and I guess it's also because I grew up in Arizona and our sports teams have notoriously been shitty for so long that, like, I've latched onto other cities. I agree. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'd rather just watch something where it's enjoyable. Like, Arizona sports at certain times are just brutal. Pathetic to watch. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I know it's a bandwagon kind of thing, but I also have family and stuff in other parts of the country, so it's like, so I like another team. Yeah, there's but no... then, but then getting mad at me because I live in Arizona, and like, like everybody now in Arizona is a fucking transplant. So why does it matter? Everybody, like... everybody is. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, if the teams are, ba- I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm. It's just a certain point where it's not fun anymore to be like, are you gonna, are you, do you want to fight me right now? Do I, I just told you the stat from like. You know, yeah. you said Frank Thomas was an all-star in 1994 or 1995. Are you mad about that? Like, I, people just get, they want to argue their point, And then they want to, the thing is, is that people want to prove you wrong. Like, they want to make you wrong. And that's a bad, it's, anytime it's just, that I've ever been like exhausting. that, I've been in a bad spot in my life. Like, oh, I'm going to prove this, I'm going to prove this fucking guy wrong. Oh, no, no. Or I'm going to, I'm going to like prove that my girlfriend is wrong. Or I've been, and then. That reflects back on me, though. I was in a shitty spot. Like, why would I be... Why would I want to prove people wrong? I mean, you know, you could tell them or you could say that, this, hey, no, this is the thing or... I don't know. That's... Yeah, it's crazy. I don't, I don't know. Sports. Sports. What can I know. you say? Sports. <laughs> I know. But anyway, it's just different now. I mean, I, I like sports, but I'm, I just have realized that sports aren't as important to me as they used to be. One thing I forgot to do... When we first started, as I forgot to start off in a in a European voice, you know, trans producer is like, oh, I was forgot. Hey, hello, I am uh, <laughs> I am from uh, Holland, and I like to make trance music. is very good. Uh, One thirty eight BPM is beautiful. I like the beautiful people, and uh, I just want to make music and make people happy. You'll know what I mean. It's just good, you know. <laughs> Don't you agree? No. You didn't listen to the other episode with... No, never mind. Who? Uh, with whom? The, the, who? the intricacy group. The, the um, like, Manuel Lasol and, like... I didn't listen to that one, no. Yeah, he's from Italy, so he has an accent. Yeah. You know so. who's got the most ridiculous accent? Speaking of Italy, Giuseppe Adebiani has the most ridiculous... Yeah, I've heard him speak on, like, he's, a state of trance and shit. Yeah, he's, it's, his accent is so... Funny. It's yeah, so. It's kind of cute. It's cute. No, it's kind of like, hello, I, <laughs> I am a musical lover. Or what's his latest thing recently? He he loves taglines. He loves taglines. Um, what's his? Uh, I'm a music. Oh, I'm a trance fiend, right? Or who who is that? I'm a trance fiend. I saw people with a shirt on with that shirt on, recently. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of like, I mean. And then you have like Will Atkinson ruined my life, and then you have I love Will Atkinson. <laughs> I do. Does. I love that dude. He's so cool. <laughs> he he just seems so fun, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It just depends, and but it it's funny because it's like I don't know. It, with, with to kind of go to kind of round it up, it's just like to me, music became more. I don't know if tangible is the word, but I grew up a musician as well, so it was just like. What were you? What kind of? Musician. Uh, I played saxophone for like ever. Really? That is such a sexy instrument. Really? Playing that sexy some sax. Some people say yeah. it. Some people don't. Who says what? What you get? Trombone? Is that sexier? That's a. That's a. <laughs> least, that is a. You just it's like a stalk of corn. You just blown around. You know. You just shove it in your mouth hole and you're just blowing on it. No, um, no. The saxophone. That is. That's something else right there. I don't, and I'm, I'm just breaking playing. into a sweat right now just thinking about it. You know? <laughs> I, I miss playing though because it was just, I don't know, part of me, I haven't done it in a while and it's just kind of like, oh, that was fun. When's the last time you played? God. I don't know. Six, and seven years ago? There's different types of saxophone too, right? Yeah, I play there's two. Th- I play alto and berry. Um, do you know that song... By Tears for Fears called The Working Hour? Yes. So, <laughs> so in college, I was a band geek, and I did marching band. And the first year I did marching band in college, because I didn't do it my freshman year, because I, another story. But 
sophomore year, I did it, and Fears of Fears was our mm. show that year, and, and um, yeah, it was it was Shout, and Everybody Wants to Rule the World, and um, Talk, and another one, um, so yeah, I know Tears for Fears really well. I love Tears for Fears. I, they're my, <laughs> they're probably my favorite, you, but you know what's got a lot of sax, though, also, in a lot of his songs, and he's got so many hits. I was listening to his greatest hits this just when I was driving this last week, and I had a lot of time. And there was a lot of songs in that greatest hits. But Phil Collins has so many saxophone songs, and he's got like horns. As Phil Collins or as Genesis? As Phil Collins. That's true. But when you think when I think Phil Collins, I'm like, oh, he's a drummer. I don't tend to. Did he sing. drum? He was a drummer. Really, I didn't and know that. Sing. I didn't actually know that. Wow. Yeah. So. When I think Bill Collins, I'm like, oh yeah, there's other instruments because I don't. I'm like, I mean, in the end of tonight has the most iconic drum breakdown of any song, probably. Those fills too. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so it's like, when I think Bill Collins, I'm like, oh, I think drums. I don't think. I know, obviously, he had other instruments and songs, but he. I just. It's funny. Can I go? I want to be full disclosure with you. I was driving down the highway, and I was, I was. Stressed, stressed out with work and just, you know, some of lifetime, life just gets to you. And I was full on crying, <laughs> flying down I-35, up, flying up north, uh, I-35 north and just like, uh, what, what, what's on, um, uh, separate lives when he's like, uh, and now we are living separate lives. I, I don't know. I, I can't think of how it goes at the moment, but, but he's got so many songs coming on right row. And then the one. Where he's talking about what, what's another kind of like a little bit of a not his main hit, obviously, but he's got a couple that it's like uh, he's talking about. Suit Studio. <laughs> su- I love that <laughs> that ridiculous snare. That is the reason that brings up is because of have you seen the movie American Psycho with Christian Bale? I've actually never seen that movie. Oh my god, that movie <laughs> is amazing. The reason. Why are you yelling at me right now? I don't know. Why? But it's, this is it's one of those. It's one of those movies where. It's like the the what makes the movie is the <laughs> is the music like because his character obviously is it reminds me a little bit of myself probably because he's very like in the movie. All right, well, he, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out. I'm gonna yeah. get out of here. <laughs> but no, but he's like very like the stuff he does is fucked up. But like before he does it, he goes he, he goes like oh he plays a a song and, and like so he does a whole thing to the scene where he goes he plays Suit Studio and he goes and then he's. He breaks down like the history, like like the IMDb page. He's like, so Phil Collins did this and this. And this is like the funniest part because it's like he's about to do something really fucked up, but it, you're gonna learn stuff about music in the meantime. <laughs> it's, so it's oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've just never seen it. I don't know why. I just it's a great movie, it. but yeah, you, ha- you have to be like you have to go in knowing that he's a psycho. Like, yeah, the name of the movie, but um. Anyway, so that's why that came out when we talked Bill Collins because he, he has a whole scene where he's like breaking down Bill Collins' hits and it's really funny. Um, <laughs> no, I, I love Phil Collins. I feel like people don't really give enough give him enough. He's coming credit. out of retirement. He's going to tour. Again. I didn't even know he's retired. Well, he was retired. I feel like people just go into retirement so they can do the breaking out of retirement tour now. You know. Well, Jay Z <laughs> made that popular, but. Um, yeah, Phil Collins is touring again, and so they're calling wow. it that of a retirement, but it's whatever. It's either that or the farewell tours. Everybody like Kiss announced another farewell <laughs> tour, and it's like, how many farewell tours right. do you need? And then Elton John's on a farewell tour, and it's like, which I would love to see him live before he hangs it up. But it's it's kind of like. Is that all for publicity? Cause... Yeah, I mean, you know, people just get fed up with the music business, like you were talking about. People get fed up with the music business, the business side of things, and then they're just so fed up. You know what was a really cool thing to hear? Um, Billy Corgan was talking about, on Joe Rogan's podcast, actually. He was talking about getting so tired of playing, quote unquote, the hits, you know? He's getting so tired of playing, despite all my rage, I'm still, and, you know. And tonight, tonight, he's getting so tired of it. He just couldn't, he just wanted to play something new. But the fans that love the band, they love 
those songs so much and you you go to the concert and you want to hear those songs you love those songs you connected with those songs as a kid you grow up with them and you need people are just living their shitty fucking lives sorry if i just spit on you but they're living their shitty fucking lives we all are and it's like we want a little bit of a release we want to some separate ourselves just get out of it for a little bit and he was talking about being able to get over the fact that he was tired of those songs and then just try to reconnect with the fans that were loving the songs and through the fans actually love those songs again. And that's a cool, I, I never thought about that. I mean, that's gotta be so. I've heard a lot of artists say that. Though. Yeah. The ones that have been around for a while, they get in that rut where they're like, oh, the song fucking again. But then <laughs> they have a moment where they see it through a fan's eyes and then yeah. they're like, oh, this is why I do what I do. Yeah. They just lost sight of that. And I've heard that over and yeah. over and over like, who was just talking about? Oh, on another podcast I listened to about last night, um, Adam Ray and Brad Williams are comedians. They just had the Google, they've had the Google Dolls on for like oh, the third I time. I love the Google Dolls. And they were just talking about that, how, you know, because they're on this, um, they're celebrating one of their albums, like the 20 year anniversary. They're on this tour right now. This is a few weeks ago. They actually came here. Mm -hmm. And um, they, I remember, I, he said something about, they oh you're gonna play this song and play this song and then and I'm like oh yeah we do and uh, we're talking about how they under even though it's they they played them a lot of times because they're so they they've changed it though like the the temples have changed the way they sing it based mm. on who they are now yeah but it still doesn't lose the like blueprint of the song basically i don't know if that's the right word i'm looking for but yeah, yeah makes it's sense. like so they were just talking about how like yeah they still enjoy what they're doing but i've also heard other artists talk about how they go through that time where they're like oh i don't want to ever fucking hear this song again i don't want to play this song i don't want it to come up but then they're like i can't do that because fans are paying money to hear that song so yeah people talk shit about the google dolls actually i was then the foo fighters coldplay coldplay is like my, my jam and i the funny thing is like I've always loved Coldplay, but I didn't really like. What was it 2017? I decided to go to the tour for the first time, and I went to Rose Bowl. And it's probably the one of the most epic concerts I've ever been to. And I've been to a lot of concerts. Yeah. And something about being in a stadium with 50,000 other people, and we were in unison singing every lyric. That's crazy. Everybody was having a blast. Um, it was just. It was just like I mean. We have those kind of feelings in the trans world, but it was it was different. It's just magnified when it's just so many people. You just it's just no, it's not by accident. We didn't just come here by coincidence. It's like we came here to see the let's get this going, you know? Right. It, it, it was just it was just fun because it was like that's why you do music is like that moment where everybody's on the same page. And I don't really know about them that much. I know, I, you know, their songs are really good. They're really good at writing lyrics. And then just like sometimes, I'm not even a huge fan of them, but sometimes their songs come on and I'm like, oh, I get it now. You know, these guys are good. But Goo Goo Doll, I, I'm bringing it back to Goo Goo Dolls again because I love the Goo Goo Dolls so much because people talk so much shit about the Goo Goo Dolls. But they got their start in like 1985. Their first album came out in 85 and it was a straight up punk rock. And then they started to slowly transition. You know, they, they were in the Twister soundtrack. And, you and know, grunge happened. a little bit of all that stuff happened. And, and, and the Foo Fighters. It kind or of, even the Foo kind of turned into mom rock a little yeah. bit. And then it turned into mom rock a lot. But that band is so good. And their songs remind me of Summertime. They just remind me of Summertime so much. And I love, what's his name, Johnny Resnick. And mm -hmm. um, the other dude, the bassist, used to be the, the main singer for the band. They used to be. He'd be yeah, he'd they be, were the two that were on the podcast today. Yeah, they're just they just seem like such fun dudes, you know. I I, I just love that band just just because they seem like such cool people. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's funny because when I was you know how when you're a kid, I don't know. I grew up around music a lot. With I was my parents. I was born at a very young age. So I was like zero. So so was, <laughs> so was I. I'm, I'm, I but let me tell I'm you, thinking. I have the I have the I have I think we're tied actually for the youngest born ever. We have world record for the youngest age born okay. ever. Both zero. I think, you know, I was zero, you were zero. We can't, you know. Right. Who's to say who is before? Younger? You know, right. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. Maybe it's there. It might not be here, but it is there. Okay. 
Well, the point I'm trying to make is, um, it, growing up around music, it was great. But then, you know how when you're a kid and you're like, you like your shit and then you're like, you have your folk shit. And I grew, I was raised to appreciate what my folks liked. So I grew up, that's why I've seen There's One on Fire like four times with my mother. Because cool. that's her band. Uh, we've seen Chicago, them together. Um, there's, you know, stuff like that where I, I, I appreciate their stuff. Like, I I'm, I'm just love music. But, you know, when you're a kid, like, going growing up in the 90s, we were all, like, going through all the... Sh- there was grunge, there was the pop bands, there was uh, metal. There was everything going on in the 90s. And then even when I first heard my first dance record, it's funny because you're like, oh, I'm never going to... You don't have that, like... Nostalgia in your head, like, oh, I'm never gonna be old. Mm-hmm. I'm now to that point now where I understand when my parents would be like, oh, later you're gonna like, you know, that whole. Yeah. You don't. It's, I'm now recently. I've just finally like embraced the fact that I'm like, oh, I'm saying shit like they were saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean, I think it's because I mean. You, yeah, well, like you said, when you when you're young, you never think you're gonna get old, and that yeah. there's that feeling, and like sometimes when you think about that invincible, that in, invincible feeling you had when you were a child, that like makes, and then sometimes you hear those songs that remind you of that feeling, and you want to relay that to your offspring. You want to relay that, and it's hard to do it, but the fact that they did that is really cool because it's just those feelings they never leave you, and it's it's hard to get it's hard it's almost like this do you did you ever play video games growing up yeah and video games now have gotten a little bit weird where it's like oh madden 20 madden 21 madden 22 it's like the same game they replayed they put the new year on it and it maybe gets a little bit better graphically but what's cool is i just started getting into vr have you ever played vr and i can't really do it with my glasses but i can see how the whole virtual reality. Well, then you thing need is to getting... stop on your glasses. I know. And... <laughs> the whole VR thing is getting crazy as fuck, though. I f- it blew me away the first time. Blew me away. Like I needed. I I I actually, um, like that game Resident Evil Biohazard. Like I didn't go to um, Louisiana last year, but I felt like I was there because I played that game. And I felt like I was actually in Louisiana in this scary ass abandoned house. And I feel like that reminds me of how I felt playing video games as a kid. Like that feeling of like, oh, I'm immersed in this world. And it's hard to replicate that, especially musically, because um, I mean, you can't. I mean, you can only right. try. So it's cool that your parents at least told you that, you know, and try to... Well, yeah, I mean, I've kind of explained certain things on previous episodes, but my, my, my point... Tell them again. <laughs> no. My point is, is the how you connect with music. You, you at one point in your life, you're like, oh, I'm never gonna. Not that you're never gonna mature. You you know you're gonna grow up and you're gonna learn. And you're gonna learn from whatever. But when that actually happens, and you can actually reflect yeah. back, it's 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 a whole like blow your mind kind of situation. Because you because sometimes recently I've been finding myself say stuff. About certain things, and I go, did I just say that? Like, Clint, Clint Eastwood in that movie where he's like, "Get off my lawn!" Like, <laughs> like I'm not that old, but like, in certain things where I'm just like, like I feel like that sometimes with the trans world because I, I guess I am a purist, but at the same time, I'm willing to listen to new shit. But at the same, I believe in what the the foundation of trans music or just dance music as a whole. So when people are like overly trying to be like, we got to be the new and upcoming and all this bullshit, I'm like, that's great if you're talented and if you're putting in the work, but if you're trying to, as we were talking about the whole ghost producing thing or trying to steal somebody else's work, I haven't, I lose so much respect for you and it's completely obvious at this point now, but I guess it's because I'm so ingrained in the whole world, but it's... It's just hard for me. Like when people are talk shit about OGs, I kind of I get very like defensive, and I'm like, "Am I really to that point where I'm defending?" Hmm. Because it's like, because I I mean, think about it. Think about it this way: even he's not trans anymore, but he's 
so iconic. Tiesto's in his 50s. Yeah. You, you, it's hard. Like, I know this, but it's just if you really think about it, nobody's getting any younger here. I mean, Marcus is in his 40s. Barry's in his 40s. Paul Van Dyke's in his 40s. Carl Cox is in his late and 40s. Like, and it's like people want to hate Not those dudes. Trans, but people yeah. want to hate those dudes. And it's like, why? Because they're making a slightly different variation of music? Yeah. Okay, yeah, and he admitted that it's for the money. He actually straight up said it. it's for the money. Which, that's, you know, it's kind of annoying. Oh, you mean Tiesto? Yeah. Well, we all know that. Tiesto yeah. sold out. But the point I'm trying to make is, it's like, you can't, it's just funny, because it's like, you can't. There's got to be some kind of progression. I just feel like people need to know the history of shit. I'm very like, I grew up knowing musical history, and I've always studied music, whether it's actually the theory of music, or it's just knowing certain genres. And it's like, to me, I guess I, I find, I, I just wish people would just fucking, we have the internet now, just fucking Google something and at least know the 101 Wikipedia page. Because it's just like, sometimes I feel like if you know the history, then you have a little bit more foundation to at least it's respect tough. it. You don't have to like yeah. it, but at least respect well, there's, it. There's so many things that you can look up and there's so many things that there's so many roads you can travel down on the internet. I heard a cool quote. Like two weeks ago, the owner of the White Sox, interestingly enough, made this quote, and he was such a cool guy. He was the owner of the White Sox in like the 1950s and 60s, Bill Veck, and he made he said this quote. He said, "Conservatism is the albatross around progression's neck." You know, like you need to have some kind of conservatism, like like where do we come from? But also, we don't we also we don't live in caves anymore. We don't live in. The, I'm not. I'm not dragging women around by their hair and like beating them with the club. I mean, like we need to progress, and like so there is a there's a line that you have to walk, and it's hard to find sometimes. It's like, oh, we want to. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I want to. I only want to play the originals all the time, and then it's no, you know, it's like okay, well, do you just do you live in 1995? No, I mean, there's got to be some kind of. No, I agree. I mean, I've I've had this conversation. Well, you better agree. I know. <laughs> I've had these conversations with people about the art of... That was a joke. Uh, the I remix. Like, I I love remixes, but recently I've been feeling like we're remixing Every, remixes. Oh, my and God. Remixes. It's just, don't even and remixes. And then the bootlegs of the remixes. Don't even and I'm just like, at what point can we just have the original and maybe one remix? Why, why are we... What I don't understand is why you... What's happened lately mm-hmm. is like... They announced they announced they have new shit. They released the new shit, but with the new shit is also the remixes. There was a time when you would release months, even maybe years would go by, then somebody would put out a remix, yeah. and then you'd be like, "Oh, that's cool because they put a variation on a song." But now it's like there's remixes of the remixes of the remixes, and people want to be the remixer just as much as they want to be the original artist now, and it confuse. And I'm just like, this is the problem. It's like. Like, it it just it was just like right now like Gareth Emery just released so that Call to Arms track, but he's already had Cosmic Gate and a bunch of others remix it. So like I don't even listen to the original yeah. because obviously I like Cosmic Gate, but it's just like oh yeah, that was a new track that Gareth released, but he also released it with like four fucking remixes. So I'm like oh, okay, now I gotta know the original and the <laughs> I feel like I have to know. Twice as much knowledge of the same fucking song. <laughs> yeah, and and when a when a label wants a song, they if they like it, they're like oh this is gonna be good. Like the, especially if it's a vocal track, they'll be like hey, just send me this stem because we're gonna send this out to other people to, to do a remix before it, before they even gets released. And it's kind of annoying because it's like dude, I, I just spent so much time. It's on the one hand, on one hand, it's like oh maybe the song's gonna get more. Ears, you know, maybe it's gonna well, hear it will, more. Maybe in the long run, but it's I know, just... but it's like, what happened? What? Where's the pride of like doing your own song? It's like people don't even want to do. Th- people don't even. People don't actually want to make the song anymore. I I know people that are waiting for the chance to do remixes on other songs. I know them, but it's it's like, what? Oh, there's nothing wrong with remix. I love certain remixes even more than I love the original sometimes. Sometimes agreed, but. The, but there's a reason why the remix is right. effective. I just, I just, it bothers me too. I know. It, it really bothers the shit on me too. Like you, I totally get it. 
Well, it's just, it's just, Remick. Here, well, it's almost like this. I grew up playing rock my whole life. I, I, I've been a lead singer in, in like three different bands and, and like we, and with this, this, this whole thing was like when you turn 30, it's like, oh, we haven't made it yet. We need to start playing covers and then you become a cover band. So it's like, are you, do, do you consider yourself an artist? Do you like relay your thoughts and your feelings and like what you're going through in life into ideas or do you take other people's ideas and you try to convey them as your own? Is that, that's not the way I want to go down. That's not the way I want to go down. I, I want to go down. I don't want to be a cover band. I don't want to play a, uh, like an, a two, two or three hour set on stage and just play other people's songs the whole time. I don't. Well, yeah, not, I mean, that's you know? not creative. It's not. I'm not saying cover bands are shit. What I'm getting at is I, I can see it. as a musician how you get no creative... I don't know what, what I'm look, the word I'm looking for, but you're you're not you're doing somebody else's work that's already been done. So you're not really doing anything creative. All you're doing is just copying their work and trying to make it sound as authentic as if it was a real band. Which I don't get me wrong, I've seen some really good cover bands. But the point I'm trying to make is cover bands. That's just what they are. Wouldn't exist without regular bands. Yeah. And those songs. Basically, what those artists are trying to do when they're doing a remix is they, they hear the awesome original and they're like, oh shit, maybe I can somehow gain some popularity from this original mix. And that's the honest truth of it. And I even tried to do it beginning up, starting up. And I'm like, this is, it's just, it's honestly, it's not as fun. And it's just not, it doesn't even feel like music. It doesn't feel like the way, it doesn't feel like it's the way the music should be. Well, I mean, to bring it full circle, so let's, let's, like, the question I pretty much ask everybody is... I'm a Gemini. Well, <laughs> great, but that's not the oh, question oh, I Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I forget about that question. Um, <laughs> the, whatever. So, okay, so we're talking about other styles of music, but we obviously have met because of trance, which is pretty much everybody on the podcast at this point. Not everybody, but most. Um, so how did you get into trance music or dance music? Because everybody has a story, but it's usually the same mm. with the, in a roundabout way, I've noticed, where somebody told you or some situation led you to it. But what's your story? Uh, I've always loved music with energy in it. Always loved energy. Energy is so important to me. Sad energy, bad energy, good energy, dark energy. Dark arts, whatever. I'll, I love it. I just love what that one has energy. And I actually, when I was in the Marine Corps, I, I was in the Marine Corps from 2002 to 2006. And I started um, loving it when we started doing this convoys. And we were in Humvees and we were blast trance from our little shitty speakers that we'd bring with us in the Humvee. And I didn't really know it was trance at the time. Obviously, you just, you just, it sounds cool. I love like the immersiveness of about it. So you, you learned about it from fellow soldiers? Not from fellow soldiers, but I mean, there was a little bit of dance music here and there when I, when I got in and I was like, oh, this is cool. I really like this. But I was, I, I, to be honest, I was embarrassed about it a little bit because it's not like tough guy music. It's not like rock. There's no distortion. I mean, there is, but there's not, it's not like total aggro. And I was a little bit, I was almost like, I'm not ashamed or embarrassed, but, but trance I was, to me is intellectual music, which it, is why it is. It's like classical music of the modern day age. And it makes yeah. you think and it makes you get inside of yourself. Maybe that's what I was running from a little bit. But the thing was, is like I, I, I loved. There was this one club that we were not allowed to go to. We were not allowed to go there because no Marines or Air Force or Army or uh, Navy were allowed to go to this place called Dungeon. And they had this place called Dungeon, and we were stationed in Hawaii. And we weren't allowed to go there because there were drugs and there were happy things and yeah. fun people. And, you know, we, we weren't allowed to go in bondage and, like, BDSM and all this crazy shit. And we weren't allowed to go. So, of course, where did I fucking go? Immediately went to Dungeon. And, and it was called Galaxy as well. And they had it playing all the time. And I, I just loved it. I was like, where can I find more of this music? I mean, you can just totally let yourself go. There's no... A lot of times there's no lyrics. They're not telling you. So the lyrics aren't telling you how to feel or like what to feel. Like you basically, 
it's like a raw emotion. So you get into it, and I loved it so fucking much that I was I, I just continued on to it and tried to figure out how to get how to get into it more. You know. Nice. I mean, to piggyback on that. I mean, I love that, but did you also find yourself liking re relating to other types of dance music, like techno, house, whatever it may be? Aspects of tech techno and aspects of yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it. As long as there is, as long as um, there's, I don't know, there's just this feeling. Do you ever hear it? There's this feeling that you get when you're listening to music from especially to trance from like the late nineties and early two thousands where it's this crazy feeling of freeness and there's no, and it'll never get old. Yeah. And it's underground for a reason. It's underground for a reason. It's not like it, 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 it it's not pop because it literally cannot be pop. Like there's certain songs that are just so immersive and, uh, they just make you think about yourself and your life and things you're going through in the past and the future and it's not Miley Cyrus. And not to knock on Miley Cyrus because she's great. But it's not it's just something, it's just like a feeling that you get and it makes you move when you're on the dance floor. And that's another thing. The dance floor. I have such a respect for the dance floor now. Because I never I always thought it was for jokes. I would just do some stupid jokes, like the dance I would do the like backing up the Cadillac and shopping cart on the dance floor and just try to make people laugh. But then certain types of music has certain types of dance floors and like this type of dance floor trance is like it's basically a free-for-all you can do whatever you want no, and people are part. are yeah. cool with it and it's like with with like reggae it's like there's a certain feel and then with with country there's a certain feel and there's like a certain thing you gotta do when you gotta get this line i gotta do that but i love it i love all the different types of things that can develop on a dance floor. You know, I love it now. I love seeing people meet on a dance floor, like couples or like girls being like, Hey, sorry, dude, this is not, I'm not here for you right now. Or like, or, or people meeting each other and having a wonderful time. And just, I love the dance floor. Now I love going to a place that has a second floor so I can creep on people and watch them from the second floor. Like and change. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I love watching and creeping on people and seeing what they're doing. I love seeing what's going on down there. Like, just weird shit. Just people, like, sorry, dude, I'm here with my girl. This is my girlfriend, and I'm here with them. Or, like, or with the guys. It's, like, just, just staring. Hey, bros. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's fun, though. It's life, and it's exciting, and it's... I love it now, you know? I really do. What I okay, so I kind of explained it in a previous episode, but I used to I was in that ridiculous world following the new kids for seven years. I yeah, I I loved hearing you talk about that because it still came around full circle just recently. Like, <laughs> I want to die, <laughs> but um, I was ingrained in that for a while because obviously the music meant something, but then now it's turned into a machine of. It's a cult, basically, now. But the point I'm trying to make is is that I was in that ridiculousness, and I saw some shit go down and just negative energy. And then I went to EDC in 2016 after following Marcus like eight times that year. And everybody was helpful, polite. Everybody gave you room to dance. And I came from the, the, the shit where it was like people were getting losing teeth and getting knocked out and and, mm -hmm. I, and and what's funny is that i'm not talking about like metal i'm talking about 40 year old women following a boy band from Holy the 80s shit. you know what i mean <laughs> and shit got that hardcore god where it was that's just like, crazy where it was just like no okay there's this one story i don't know if i told it in the last podcast but one of the many times that we were in vegas for new kids something it was at the palms um and i, I don't know if you've been to pearl the Pearl. At the uh, no. But anyway, the way they have seats, but they also have like a big GA thing. Mm. And obviously the GA is first come, first serve, right? Well, long story short, everybody had lined up. And um, everybody's friends until the fucking doors open. And then it was just like a fucking stampede. <laughs> Free for all. And... Um, <laughs> I specifically, you have to go downstairs to get to that area. Yeah. And I remember people running and pushing and shoving to the Jesus. point that I saw people like, I saw these women just 
fall downstairs and like get injured and but they didn't fucking care because they got to be right up by the stage and i'm just kind of like half these women's age and i'm just looking around going and this is five six years into it and i'm just like do i need to get injured just to enjoy myself like what is the fucking point first of all on a lot of these women by this point into it have met them have seen them so many times that why do you have to be belligerent just to be get your spot like it just doesn't it does not make sense it does not make logical sense to push somebody over just to get five feet like we all bitch about drivers that do that so i just don't understand like so anyway, when I came to Trance World, it was like, oh, everybody's being polite. Everybody's looking out for each other. I was like, this is like night and day yeah. than what I was in. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it really bothers me when you see people. And you know what's funny? Like you mentioned metal in like the metal community. Like people look out for each other. I know I they mean, do. Like, That's why it's funny. But you would, on the outside, the stereotype. Is, yeah. You know what I mean? People, you know, and it's, and it's violent in, in the mosh pit and, and, um, or even anyway, people just, you know, it, it can be violent, but people, like, if somebody falls and it's like, stop, stop the shit, this guy is going to get stopped. And, and, and people are very, in that community, there's a lot of similarities, parallels with metal to trance and even classical because um, I noticed the similarities with classical music to trance. is like the chord structures, the flow, um, just the feel of it, like you could feel similar. And then from metal to trance it's like people look out for each other um it's like it's a strong community the love for the music is it's not it's not pop music but people it's a strong underground following and and people they look out for each other and that's really important because it's what what are we here for a couple of years and then like we get to stop on someone's brains to get to the front row and it's like oh you you fucking made it to the front now you get here it's just so brutal, man. Well, I just uh... and the other thing about that whole story is that we still had an hour till the show started, so we're all on our spots. Jesus, we got here, but if we move, we're gonna lose it because somebody's gonna take it, or you're standing there with a fucking black eye. Like it was just, it was just, it made no sense. Okay, first of all, you've seen him a million times. Second of all, show's not gonna start anytime, <laughs> any soon. Right. And third of all, it's not that serious. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like that's why I, I don't know no I've just gotten as much as shit as I've done I've just learned that that's the other thing why I'm getting to the point where I'm like I just want to enjoy my love for it it comes to the point where the, all the other shit is starting to it did it back then with when I was dealing with that shit and it's coming full circle again where it's like I don't care about the business side I just want to fucking hear trance yeah like at the end of the day it's about the music for me, like, it always has been, regardless of who it is, what it is, it's about the music. I've been having a hard time with that. I've been having, I've been having a hard time balancing out the, uh, basically working out the business side of things, I, between the business side of things and the musical side of things, because it's so difficult to be able to get shows in Phoenix or, or, or wherever. I mean, I just, that's why I moved to Phoenix, because I couldn't get any shows in Chicago. I could I just... It's been basically. It's just been. You mean you got to kiss ass and you got to suck the promoters' whatever extremities, yeah. and it's just. It's just like I just. I don't. I'm not. Even when I do it, even I've done it a couple times. It just, it just feels makes, like it it's, just it's, makes you feel dirty. Oh, right? it's just dirty, and it's just like that's not who I am. And I felt like just cheating myself a little bit, and I don't want to do that anymore. And that's why I'm so glad to have met all of you guys here because I, I know the scene, the Phoenix's scene hasn't. It's not like as huge as LA's or or New York's, but it, it is it is a strong scene, and the, there's there is a lot of real cool people, and I I've had a lot of fun since moving to Arizona, and I think Arizona as a state and just the people here are really cool. There's a lot of diversity of people, just hippies, cowboys, every all kinds of people are here and i really like that about phoenix it's like there's some balance here you know like la is i feel like it's not balanced it used to be like that but now everybody's a transplant basically yeah us us natives are a minority but 
I mean, that's that's the beauty of it. But I just recently, I just I guess it's a personal grab of mine. It's just I just want to listen to fucking trans. And yeah. at the end of the day, <laughs> whether or not I don't know. And that's the I, I know we were saying kind of off the record, but we were saying kind of how this whole ghost producing thing is getting out of hand. And the reason I brought it up is because I have literally noticed the sloppiness of them even covering up who's ghost producing. And there's, I'm not going to name names, but it's pretty obvious there's these two producers that are now back and forth. One will create a song, or the other create a song, or they collaborate on a song, yeah. but then they, then they get it wow. released on... Um, under either or's name, wow. and it's completely obvious to the point where I can tell the chord progressions or somebody else. Like, it's yeah. just, it's, it's a, just where's it's, the where's the art where's the artistry where's like the creativity where's like the are we just doing it for financial gain or like because you it's like stealing jokes if you're a comedian it's like yeah. it's like we all know who the joke stealers are in the com- in the comedy world. It's like we've all heard the rumors and, you know, this guy... The ones guy... that did it are not in the game anymore. Yeah. And, and I could name some names right yeah, now. Yeah, we all could. And I could name some names and I know you could of the ghost producing thing, but it's like... I'm... At, if somebody... If somebody... If something happens like that to me where it's like somebody steals a chord or a thing or a lyric that of mine, I get... A, maybe I'm a little bit upset because it's like I thought of it, but I'm actually not that upset because... I actually, if I don't, if I don't have another thing in my, I, I love going to the next song. Right. If I'm finished a song, I'm ready for the next one. I'm ready to go. I love finish like the whole process of it. Like let's get the whole, let's get whatever. I'm in a happy mood or or I'm in a sad mood. I'm gonna make a sad or a moody ass song. I'm gonna do it because that's the mood I'm in. And I, if some people can't do that, then. I don't really feel bad for them. Maybe they should have done something else. You know, I I, I just don't, I don't, you know? Well, at the end of the day, do you, are you doing it for the music or are you doing it for the notoriety? Because people say, oh, I, I love this music and I'm in it because I just really like connected. But when you can tell that they're a type of person that cares more about how much money they're making yeah. or which next strategic move they are, then you can tell that they're not in it for the music yeah. because... If you love the music, you wouldn't care about that at all to an extent. I know there's some people that might argue otherwise in terms of the fact that overall the music industry is such a fickle one. So you have to like grind, but that's kind of the risk you have to take if you're... And it's not just music. Let's talk about arts in general. I mean, acting painting, whatever it may be, do you love it? Okay, that's one thing. And now, you're going to hone your craft? Okay, that's the next level. And then then from there, the business side should come to you because then yeah. it's like you've proven yourself. Yeah. Not the, I'm going to weasel my way in and it's who I know I in the, the business. Time. But it happens all the time and I see it constantly. And now that I've been doing this for like 15 years, just music in general... You start see I start seeing feeling bad because a lot of my good friends that I started out with, they're actually quitting. They're like, I can't do this anymore. I I can't do this anymore. I kind of I I just I don't have it in me anymore. And I'm like, fuck, I feel kind of bad. I feel kind of good in a little bit because I, to be completely honest, I feel kind of good because it's like I still feel pretty strong even with all the bullshit. I'm like, I still love this shit. I still love the whole process of it. But I can understand why somebody would just be like, "This is just, this is too much bullshit involved." There's like, this, this, this. So I, I could see, I could see why people get upset, and um, I've seen people, my good friends, or just people that are just they've been in it, and they're like, "I'm done. I can't do this." Like I get it, I totally get it. But I, and on the other hand, I feel pretty strong. I feel like, I feel like trance. As long as as long as we can keep it keep it moving, I feel like the best songs are ahead of the genre. I, mean, I feel like the best songs they didn't come out in like nineteen ninety nine and two thousand one. They did, but I feel like the songs there's still some originality and creativity to come out of it. And as long as we don't, you know, as long as as long, uh, not as long as nothing. I, I feel like the songs are still there, and the the it's just the the fans are there and people love it. So I feel it's all there, you know. I agree. I mean, I'm not. 
trying to say that new I love the evolution of new music and that new music is great. It's just that sometimes I feel like if people knew kind of what happened before, then they would yeah. approach the evolution better. But yeah. maybe that's not my, it's not for me to decide at the end yeah. of the day. But anyway, we're almost on an hour already. Really? Yeah. Definitely I thought it was like 15 minutes. I know. I thought we were on like, I thought we had been talking for six to seven minutes. I know. <laughs> Uh, we didn't even get to like half the shit I wanted to ask you about. Well, we'll have to do this again because I actually really love this. I really love hanging out with you, so we should do this again. Yeah, definitely. And um, we'll have to save it for set part two. Yes, awesome. But um, where can people find you to look up shit? Scientists don't really know. No, but really. No. <laughs> Vincecholl.com, songcloud.com. Dash Vince Schold. Okay. You know, all those things. Just type in Vince Schold. S-C-H-U-L-D is in dog and find me, you little you little trans fiends and you little <laughs> beautiful freaks out there. I love you guys. All right. Awesome. Well thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs>